The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Valerie, you have some question about communicating with your boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Well, over the past several weeks, um, my boyfriend has been doing a lot of little things um, that have been bothering me. And I feel like initially I've been overreacting. Okay, can you speak up just a little, Valerie? You said he's doing a lot of little things that are, are bothering you, right? Okay. And I feel like initially um, the negative feelings that I have, either sad or mad, have been making it hard to talk about it, like rationally with him, and and then it ends up becoming like well in our proportion, you know. And I feel like like I may be overreacting. Okay. How um how long have you been dating him? Um, four or five months. Four to five months. And you're how old? I'm twenty-four. 24. Okay, so you're saying that he's doing little things that that seem to really trigger something in you, of what you're calling an out-of-proportion response, like you get really mad or really sad at something that might not make, oh, somebody else mad or sad in the same situation. Can you give an example, one or two examples of something that made you mad that he did? Um... Um, well, not necessarily not, but, um, like, disappointed, like, um, during the weekdays, um, we have a long-distance relationship, but we see each other on the weekends, but during the weekdays, um, it's hard for him to, uh, talk over the phone, either through text or through calling, and, uh, it bothers me sometimes, and, you know, on some days, um, you know, more more than other days where we hardly, or some weeks where we're hardly talking. You know, I'll mention it, but, like, when I talk about it, I can't help but... Um, so that sounds like, like you feel... Valerie, that sounds like you feel not as not important enough to him that he could break his... He doesn't like talking on the phone, that he could maybe override that and want to talk to you even though he doesn't enjoy the phone. Yeah. So you're feeling not cared for or cherished enough for him to put in the effort to contact you. Does he contact you other ways, by texting or by emails? Um, no, primarily just texting and calling. Just, but, um, yeah. At the same time, it's... I, I know he cares about me, and I know his worth is uh, puts a huge strain on like um, his availability to like talk on the phone or text because. He's he so he's working very hard, so he doesn't have the free time to be able to connect during the week. Yeah, it's hit or miss. Some days more so than others, but um, because you know some days. You know, we'll, or some weeks we'll go a couple of days without really talking. Yeah. Um, it it uh, makes me feel a disconnect and sad. Okay, I, again, I'm having a little difficulty hearing. Um, is there any way to speak right into the phone? You said... Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay, that's great. My volume. Yeah, that's great. So... Uh, some days, say it again, a couple, a few days will go by and then you start to worry, does he really love me? Is that what's going on? Does he care for me? Is this going to work? Um, no, just, 
it's important to me because I feel like, um, you know, I want him to be involved in my life and vice versa, even though we can't be, you know, in the same city. So I like, um, I find an importance in knowing, like, what both of us are doing, like, with our with our time, with our days, you know, so we feel like, so I feel, like, more connected with him. Okay, so you, it's that's a reasonable request. If you have a partner and you've been dating for four or five months and it's only been on the weekends, you know, that's the only time you can see each other. Um, is that because you're in in school or he's in school or what? Why does it, he, you said he's, he's... out of school, but he works out of town. Yeah. He works in it, yeah. And then he comes back home again on the weekends? Um, well, he lives in... Um, he lives out of town, and um, I, li- I, I live in another city. So you drive to large. each other during the weekend? Yeah. Okay. He drives to your place, or you drive to his, or you trade off? We trade off. You trade off. Okay. So you're wanting to know, am I important enough to him, and is is he the type of person that can have offer me the type of relationship I want. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com. And buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The selfish path to romance. That is interesting. Is he the type of person that can have offer me the type of relationship I want, which is one in which we are not distant emotionally, but one in which we share the goings-on of our day. We, we get a window into each other's life. You know, we chat a little bit, what was up with your day, what was up with my day, and you feel like you're connected even though you're far apart. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the worst thing that's gone through your mind when you feel mad or sad? What type of thoughts? Um, uh, I'm not sure. I guess, um, like, there's a lack of, like, uh, he doesn't care, I guess. He doesn't care. And does he give you yeah. any evidence on the weekend that he does care? Oh, he does. I, I truly believe that he does. So I feel like his actions are, like, um, you know, certain things that he does that bother me are unintentional, but um, I still can't, I, yeah, I still can't, like, I feel like I just overact, like I can't. Um, so you let him know how frustrated you are. Yeah, because I feel like it's important for him to know about certain things. Okay, let me jump in I here because I know we have a little less than a minute left. If you ha- frame it as as um, y- you're you want to be able to grow together, 
if you think that you still love him and he loves you and you want to see if this relationship will, will work, you want to be able to share information with him, about, with him about what you want without attacking him so you both can learn from each other and figure yeah. out a way to stay connected during the week that works for both of you. Listen, I recommend a book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke, and you can get it at my website, drkenner.com or amazon.com. It's The Selfish Path to romance how to love with passion and reason and we discuss communication in that thank you so much for your call valerie thank you so much and here's a little more from dr kenner do you know what an obsession is oh sure it's like when a guy looks up girls dresses (laughs) well yeah that's one kind of obsession but an obsession means that you get so wrapped up in one thing that you forget all the other important things in your life And that's so true. If you've ever had that experience, maybe you don't have obsessive compulsive disorder, but when you have an obsessive disorder, an obsess, an obsession, when all you do is think about one thing to, and you kind of blank everything else out. Now, when we have a crush on someone, you might call it in quotes an obsession because you're so in love with that person or you're so, uh, your mind is so wrapped around that person that that's all you want to think about. It brings you such pleasure. You know, I can I can remember way back in my dating years of just, uh, oh, I remember in junior high school, actually, I had such a crush on a guy. I sent him secret pal cards and I put his name all over my room. And I just thought he was the coolest person ever. And I was so shy that I didn't know how to reach out to him directly. And nothing ever came of it. And that's not a psychological obsession. I mean, that's a joyous obsession of a kid just discovering romance. But if you feel that your mind is just wrapped around something that isn't in proportion to, say, you have a real-life problem, but it's way out of proportion, and you're worried about it, oh, my God, what if I never succeed in life? Oh, my God, what if? It's usually something very negative, and then compulsions come in when people try to neutralize it. What if I'm not a good person? Then they try to neutralize it. Well, maybe if my house is in order, uh, if everything is, is very clean, then I'll be okay, or maybe if I count or pray or do everything, XYZ, it'll be okay. So they develop develop ways to try to neutralize their negative thought, and it doesn't work. If you feel like you're struggling with some obsessive thoughts that are just robbing you of your life, get some help. It's it's well worth it. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. Help protect one another against stress. Consider Sandra, who felt overwhelmed by stress. Although her job was intellectually challenging, her boss was bad-tempered and critical. He never praised good work and constantly blamed subordinates for bad results, most of which were due to his own poor leadership. The hours were long and unrelenting, often including weekends. Sandra went home every day in a tense and resentful mood. After this went on for some months, she asked for help. Her partner Scott suggested she seriously consider quitting her job, taking a rest for a while, and then searching for something better. He showed her how their budget could be adjusted to compensate for her lost salary. Sandra took his advice and her stress diminished dramatically. She subsequently found a better job with much less stress. 
You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.